Hello, everybody, and welcome to the fourth episode of Think Big with Bridge. I am so excited for everybody to hear today's episode because it's with a dear friend of mine, Miss Celine Wallace, who is a health and wellness expert specializing in Ayurvedic practices. And today we're speaking about a certain topic that I feel is a movement happening right now, um, specifically around feminine and masculine energy. Uh, I know in the business world, it's so popular to be masculine and dominant and going for it and thriving and just sort of like the whole like grind and just give everything you've got. And you're not going to be successful if you're not working 18 hour days. And while I think in some instances, it is important to put in the hard yards and the long hours, it's also equally as important to take time for yourself, listen to your body and to slip into the feminine energy. Having said that, I really hope you enjoy the chat that I have with Celine today about how to utilize feminine energy in your business. So excited to have you. Oh, thank you for having me on your show. This is so cool. (laughs) So today we're going to talk about an important topic that you and I find ourselves speaking about a lot. And we thought, you know what, let's make this a podcast, which is the power of feminine energy and how to utilize that to better your business, better your life. And just kind of ebb in and flow out of the times where we need masculine energy, but then know those times and feel into those times when it's time to step back into feminine energy. And I know you're with this a lot because we are such (laughs) go-getters. Too much so. And so I guess to start with, could you sort of speak to the involvement of feminine energy? Like the last hundred years obviously has been very significant for women and feminine energy and the way that the roles have kind of reversed in a lot of ways um, to bring us up to where we are now and why that is such an adjustment. I mean, it's really interesting because I just want to start with the basis of the two energies and that we have both of them in us at all times. We have feminine and we have masculine. But back, you know, a hundred years ago, it was thought that only men had masculine energy and only women had um, feminine energy. And one was a very nurturing, kind, compassionate energy. And the other was a very actionary, constantly doing, taking care of the family and women weren't allowed to work. Um, And, you know, men would go out and they would provide for the families and the women would take, come home and, and, you know, stay at home and look after the kids. And I think it's a really interesting evolution that we've been on in the last hundred years where women are now reintegrating ourselves into the, into the workplace. And so now we're trying to figure out this new dynamic between uh, our masculine and our feminine energy because before we weren't allowed to do that. So what does a woman look like in the workplace? We don't actually have any role models, unless you look at people like Cleopatra or, you know, Queen Elizabeth, these amazing, you know, monumental figures in history who were women who were kind of just, you know, thrown into the deep end. And, you know, they left such an amazing imprint in people that we can look up to. But in terms of day-to-day, nine-to-five life, those women didn't really, you know, have to worry about these day-to-day things. And so I think as women, we're like, okay, well, how do we now balance this nurturing feminine energy of being mothers, friends, lovers, and then go out to the workplace and do we switch that off or is that always there or what does that mean? And I think um, we are in a society at the moment where it constantly drives on people always doing things, people always being in an outward actionary um, energy to show people that they're being productive, to show people that they're doing things. Like look at Instagram, for example, 
And so um, we'll get into social media and things a little bit later down the track. But I think it's a really beautiful transition that we're going through right now because people are embodying the fact that we don't need the other to complete us. We don't need a man to fulfill our lives. We don't need him to take care of us. We can take care of ourselves. We choose to let a man into our lives or we choose to let a woman be our partner and we choose to let her nurture us. Same with men. They can also nurture themselves. They don't need us. And... Mm -hmm. It's one of those really interesting times in history now where everything has a polarity, but we have to be able to find that polarity in our relationships, in our business, and in our lives as we're sort of navigating these new times. It's like the yin and the yang. And so, yeah, it's, I wanted to talk a little bit about relationships and stuff because you and I have talked about this too because you and I are such business-focused women. You know, we love getting things done. We love checklists. It's a very masculine to-do energy. And in a relationship, a man often says, oh, I don't, you know, we make them feel emasculated. And so I think that's a really interesting thing for us because it's like, well, we can only make you feel emasculated if you're feeling insecure about your masculinity. Nobody can make you feel a specific type of way. But we also need to know when to soften and when to let them do something for us. And when we're finding this new power, this fire burning within ourselves, we were like, I'm going to do all the things, I'm going to be all the things, you know. It's often hard to let those walls come down and let somebody else fully into your space and fully be present with their energy. So, um Oh, it's an exceptional time. It sure is. You touched on so many things that I loved, like the whole Cleopatra and like those really significant women that have just stuck out for hundreds of years. It really speaks to the fact that when a woman is in her feminine energy, it is powerful. Um, I often have this thought or feeling that somehow feminine energy makes you insignificant because you're just like this flower on the wall. You're not doing anything. You're not saying anything. You're just like being, being a good little girl, being quiet and looking cute. And it's not true. Like if you look at a really, like even people that are alive today, a really like empowered, just quietly confident woman, they are glowing. They are so beautiful and they are so powerful. So I do think it's important that we remember that when we think about feminine energy is that it's not, you're not losing, you're winning. That is a a state that is empowering for us. And it goes to show in those people who have stuck out over hundreds of years for the fact that they were in their feminine energy for the you know majority of their day to days. And they are significant. They are important and powerful. Right. And we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for people and feminine energy, you know, yeah. like mothers and that nurturing energy creates life. And it's funny. I think yes. you look at people who um, are in their masculine all the time. And if you have two people in a room and one who's like commanding attention, like you need to pay attention to me. And then you have somebody next to them who's silent, listening, observing, watching my eye is more going to go towards that person because why are they not reacting? They're just being. And so the actual definition of feminine and masculine energy, I'm probably jumping the gun, but I love this topic. It's no, do you know what? This is perfect because this is my next question. Like what is feminine energy? What is masculine? So hit it, Seth. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Uh, <laughs> feminine energy is just being. It's just a being energy. It's a very... You're not doing anything. You're not trying to complete anything. You are just being here now. You are present. It's a very nurturing, loving, kind, empathetic, and compassionate energy. So it's very emotive. And then on the other side of that, you've got your masculine energy, which is your doing energy. 
So it's anything that's actionary. And the way I like to look at it in terms of masculine is outward, feminine is inward. So that's why that's why you've got the yin and the yang. And then one is, again, like, you know, being and just existing in life and, be, and settled and in peace. And the other one is constantly trying to prove something to the world. And that's the masculine. I've got to do all these things to feel complete. I've got to do all these things. I've got to check all these boxes because then that will make me feel like I'm more worthy. And I think that's a problem in society now. We're told, and that's what consumerism has led to, we need to have all of these things to make us a specific type of way and to make us a better version of ourselves. And that's also coming, you know, from, they say, masculine uh, capitalism at the top, and then it trickles down. And so it's kind of like now we're learning that that's actually not feeding society. We've done that. Like, look at, look at who was just president of America. You know what I mean? So he doesn't get a mention on this podcast. Sorry. No, 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 I'm not. not, (laughs) But like, and I'm not talking about Obama, if you're listening. (laughs) Uh I'd like to, we can get into that. But I think it's the thing, like we've been so pulled in the other direction where masculine energy has taken over and been so dominant in society that we've really been like, okay, we this is actually a conscious shift to move into the feminine. Like the earth and nature itself is a feminine energy. So when you're going back and getting into nature or you're just disconnecting in any way, shape or form, that's you moving into feminine energy. So I think especially with this lockdown, with this, you know, with this year that everybody's experienced, all the masculine things we were doing, I've got to go to work, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. And then we were all forced to sit in these little boxes in our houses and we couldn't go anywhere. And then it's like, well, what's actually important? What's important is human connection. That's feminine. What's important is how I feel and how I love those around me and how I love myself. That's feminine. And I'm sorry about all the the emails that are coming. Notifications. (laughs) You're a busy woman. Still talking. (laughs) And so, (laughs) and it's just one of those things that we're just in a really beautiful time right now, where I think the universe has just said we're, we're done. We've had enough. And now nature is starting to heal itself and we're also starting to heal ourselves and look back at what's really important in our lives. And I think this is going to be a really beautiful, pivotal shift that's going to be easier to move into the feminine for a lot of people. Mm. Oh my gosh, I love it. And I guess because that's very conceptual, which is great because it's painted a picture. Now I want to kind of get into the nitty gritties as like an individual what is it? Cause I know how I feel when I'm in masculine energy, I feel exactly like you said, I feel very, like I have to prove something. I have to force it. I have to make it happen. Um, and that is for sure the majority of the way I spend my day. And then when I'm stepping into feminine energy, I feel very just calm. Everything's fine. It'll have, it'll come to me if it's supposed to, like I can even tell in my journaling, I've just journaled before this episode and from yesterday when I was in a very masculine like let's go get it it was very like I want this and I'm gonna get this and I'm gonna make this and today I was like I'm just so grateful to be my beautiful apartment you know what I mean like so what does it feel like for you how do you how does somebody know if they're currently in masculine or feminine energy well again as I mentioned it's a being energy versus a doing energy Mm. So like when you are journaling in the morning, you're more in touch with how you're feeling. So you're taking mm-hmm. some time and you're creating space to actually even allow emotions to come through with how you're feeling. And 
when you're in a masculine, you know, because you often feel like you're hustling. There's this idea that you're grinding. You've got to do all these things. I've got to check all these boxes, but you don't really ever catch up to that. There's always going to be more things to add on the list and it's just constantly going, going, going ahead. And you have to you, oh, that's how people get burnt out. Eventually, like if you don't move out of your masculine energy and you stay in it for too long, that's how people end up getting sick. They end up getting injuries because your body's just like, I can't keep up with this. Well, that was my next question is like, if, if we're not, cause I think as we've both said, like it's important to do both. There's no, there's no right or wrong. It's just finding the balance between them both. Um, and I guess for me, sometimes I'm like, I don't know what today calls for. I don't know if I'm supposed to be in that like hustler mindset where I'm like getting things done, or if I'm supposed to have a day where I'm chilling from bed, <clears throat> just sort of seeing to the important emails and just kind of resting. So how, what's some indications that we can look out for, especially in business, that it is actually time to like slip into feminine energy a little bit more. And what happens when you don't, like you just mentioned, like you get burnt out and this and that, like what can happen if you don't listen to those signs of when feminine energy is needed? Of course. So like, I think it's really good to have healthy boundaries around your work. It's really hard if you're an entrepreneur and I learned this the hard way, as I'm sure you did too, when you're like on your emails at 9 p.m. at night or 10 p.m. at night or whatever time and then you're in bed and then you're like, oh, I can have a five-minute shower because I've got to get out and answer this and you just don't really have any parameters around when you show up for other people and when you show up for yourself. Mm. So that's really important. Like your business, especially if you're an entrepreneur and you're working for yourself, you have a nine-to-five business. You don't have to be available until the wee hours of the morning. You don't have to be available at six o'clock in the morning. And so outside of those hours, have a really healthy schedule. Like, okay, at five o'clock, I might turn off my laptop. I might turn off my emails. I might do something really nourishing to get me into my feminine energy. I might draw a warm hot bath or I might cook myself a delicious dinner. Um, sometimes if I've been sitting at my desk all day and I've been sending emails, which is rather hilarious now that I think about it out there, like, and I'm just feeling like, Oh God, I just don't have the brain power to send another email. Like I just don't have it in me anymore. I will like get up and put on some music and start dancing around. And that moves what we call in like yoga and meditation, like your Kundalini energy. And so it moves down the base to the base of your spine and it starts to awaken up all your cells and you start to get into this really beautiful feminine dancing energy. You can dance however you want, but it's that sense of like freedom and just um, disconnectedness. Whereas where you're just being in your body and you're appreciating your body for that moment, you're not in your head. And so um, anything that really just brings you into the present moment that you love, that might be, yeah, journaling or anything, or like going and sitting outside and having a cup of tea to break up your day. Um, anytime that you feel like everything's just a little bit too much for me, I'm, I'm like, Oh, my feel my, like my head's going to explode. That's how masculine energy for me when there's too much of it resonates in my body. I'm just like, it just feels too full up there <laughs> in my head. I'm just going to, so yeah. So I'll go for a walk or have a cup of tea or just do something that switches up your energy. Um, so it doesn't become so stagnant and so concentrated inside your head. And then if you don't, move between your masculine and your feminine and have that yin and yang more often it will end up leading to you getting sick and in whatever way that shows up in your body because everybody's different my body's different to your body we have different um ailments it can show up initially in gut health 
You can get really bad inflammatory gut health, which means you've got too much agni, which is in um, Ayurvedic medicine, that's the word for fire. You have too much fire in your gut. And so that's how people get bloated. They get stressed. They can't digest their food properly. Irritable bowel syndrome is one of the most common things that people talk about these days. It's because it's like, okay, you're not actually taking enough time to sit and eat your food bite by bite and just be and enjoy the food. You're eating it while you're driving your car and you're on the phone and you're maybe even going to the toilet or doing something else. And your body is just like, stop making me do all these masculine things. Stop just, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing right now so I can't be present and show up. Um, it can also show up in things like arthritis. So arthritis are when your joints get angry as well. It, and basically they are, it's a way of your body onto guilt and resentment. And which is really interesting why a lot of older people get it because they feel guilty about things um, that earlier in their life that they've maybe never addressed. And so it can build in the body um, if it's not, if it, yeah, people get migraines obviously a lot, like things, or you can have fatal accidents or things that will just happen where people, like the universe will be like, okay, there's nothing that I'm going to do that's going to make this person slow down. Let's, you know, when you hear like, oh my God, I can't believe that happened to that person. I had this ex-boyfriend once, which is really sad, and I know he won't listen to this. Um, he's still alive, so <laughs> he's pretty famous. But uh, he was partying all the time. Like, And this is about 10 years ago. I think I was like 18, and he was um, in his 30s at that stage. And, yeah, he basically ended up partying so much. He got into so many different accidents, different things happened. He had, like, bad problems. Like I think he broke his arm once and this and that, but he never ended up listening. And eventually he ended up um, falling off a building and he shattered half of his face. It was like the universe was like, if you're not going to listen to us, we'll give you a a way that you have to listen. So it's so, it's so true. And it is, I think like that's the point that I was sort of getting to that you've made so well is that like, it's kind of not really a joke either. Like the whole like feminine, masculine, we're like, oh, do a face mask and put on a candle. Yeah, do that. Or wait till down the road until you're actually really sick or you're really getting injured. Like I think it is so important and, and hopefully people are going to start recognizing this as more medical as well because it is. Like it is a – like your body will shut down, your mind will shut down, you'll start making really irresponsible choices. Even for me, that's how it feels for me if I'm – exhausted in my masculine energy I start doing more harm than good even in my work like my emails read like shit I'm not inspiring I'm pushy and I'm a little bit just annoying and that's <laughs> the early stages <laughs> you know what I mean but then that's the early stages <laughs> and by the end of it, by the end of the road I'm now really hurting my business and so that's more of the business side but like even medically like most of those symptoms that you mentioned I have like I get terrible migraines. Like I, I'm, I can just feel in my body when it's exhausted and all of that. And there is, I think, a bit of a shame around accepting that that's because you're trying too hard. Because if you're if you're in the mindset which is I've got to try hard, and you don't feel like what you're doing to try hard is achieving what you want, my natural reaction is to double down. And now I'm going to try even harder, you know. And it's the exact opposite. It almost feels, I think, a little bit. Um, what's the word? Like anti. Um, like it goes against the thought, the feeling and thought you have. Um, like you, it doesn't feel right necessarily to switch gears, but it is so important because you will hurt yourself and others if you're not if you're not doing that. Um, okay. So, so it's really important to like look at it. Like I'm not doing this because I have to. I'm doing this because I want to feel better than I do in this moment. So when you start to feel like overwhelmed, it's like 
okay, well, I could continue to push through and you just use this masculine energy and just ball through it and get it done. Or I could stop, take a breath, go and recharge for 30 minutes and then think about how much more my mindset would have shifted into a positive direction if I come back and tackle it in 30 minutes, you know, and just allow myself that freedom. Like we're not robots. We shouldn't have to be on 24 hours, seven days a week. And I think also um, I forgot to like anxiety is a really big one. Depression, like all of these things that people have got right now, like that's also because they're constantly living in the future or living in the past. And they're constantly like in this, they don't really know what energy they're going to be in. So, and again, masculine energy, thinking ahead, like into the future too much, trying to plan, plan, plan. That's also masculine energy. So it's just about coming back and being like, I don't even know what's going to happen in the future. All I know and all that is certain is this moment here right now, me with you on this podcast. Oh my God, I love it. I got shivers. Um, Absolutely. And I think as well, something to note is that it's like, it's for other people as well. You're benefiting everybody by taking that time for yourself and switching gears into the feminine energy because you're, like I said, with my annoying emails and I get a little bit like cranky and whatever, like that's not fun for me, for anybody. So like, it's, I know in my mind sometimes I'm like no I have to do this because I said this to that person that I would or whatever it is it's probably more of a service to say to that person listen I'm feeling a little bit burnt out right now do you mind if we reschedule or whatever it is like it's much more beneficial to everybody for you to look after yourself and to switch gears when you need to switch gears well and on that note so experiences mm. recently I feel like and you've probably experienced it too when you start to put boundaries around your time and your energy people will appreciate you more when you do show up rather than if you're just mm-hmm. always available and they know that you're that person that's just always doing a million different things and like oh, I'll just throw something else into the pot they maybe don't necessarily value your time and your energy as much as they would if you were like oh I'm actually taking some time out for me it's like that kind of sheds a whole right on a person we need qualities of masculine energy and, and feminine energy for us to function. We are not one or the other. But we have, over time, learned to embody more masculine energies and we need to bring ourselves back because it's also affecting our relationships. Men don't know how to hundred And if they're in masculine energy, and this is something I want to get into now, like if they're in masculine energy and then we're in masculine energy, we come together it's not a it's not a very flowing exchange. So while we, we do have a little bit more time, I'm dying to get into this with you. You and I speak about this quite often because, as we've said, like you and I both run businesses, we truly operate from a more masculine um, come from, I think, and and it's just it's the muscle that I've exercised the longest. So it's what I just think to go to first, and I think that you're a lot like that too. And we often speak about dating and how. We'll, we know the answer isn't to meet them in masculine energy. We know that. We know for sure that's not the answer. It's not going to be at this flowing, harmonious experience, yet we keep doing it anyways. I think I do. I can't help myself. Like, <laughs> what do you feel like when you're in a, like a dating or you're talking to somebody? What does it feel like for you when you're in masculine energy talking to a guy and what usually happens because of that? Um, I just want to preface there if you've got anybody listening because you're like you and I are predominantly like in our masculine a lot of the time because we're doing so many things and a lot of the people listening to this may be like entrepreneurs who might feel the same and often that comes from a place when you default to a specific type of energy that's not in line with your gender it comes from a place of trauma 
So we often, you and I had to look after ourselves from a very young age. And so we now do that in business. We're like, we've got this, we're, we're good at this. You know, we don't need anybody necessarily to look after us, but because that's a default response from trauma and it's something that we're familiar with is looking after ourselves. Now, when somebody else comes into our lives, we don't know how to allow space for that because we've never had to. And we've learned as a survival technique, which was very smart when we were younger, when we needed to be like, okay, well, I've got to look after myself. Now, as we're older, that doesn't serve us anymore. But that's what we know to be true. So it's about changing our story and finding somebody who makes us feel safe in a masculine energy enough for us to be like, okay, I don't have to do it anymore for that time that you're with that mm-hmm. person. And so that's a growing period that maybe you and I are going with. Um, so for those people who are listening, like, oh, you know, why am I not in my masculine energy or am I in my masculine energy? You will innately know if you're in your masculine energy. If your masculine energy is based at the very base of your spine. It's your root chakra. And then your feminine energy is your sacral chakra, which is based at your womb and your lower belly. So sometimes when I need to come back and I'll just put my hand, because obviously I'm, as me and Bridget spoke about, are predominantly in our masculine. <laughs> so I don't even need to go yeah. back dip back into that quite easily so I take my right hand and I place it on my lower belly and your sacral chakra which is the color orange so I like to imagine a beautiful orange sunset or a sunrise and I just breathe into my lower belly and I imagine like a orange packet of dye dripping through my lower belly and I just start to breathe and, and I tell myself I am safe I am loved and I am present And I just do that until I feel a sense of I'm really grounded in this moment. And it's almost like a softness, like if I'm running around and feel a bit frantic and it it just creates a little bit of a softness. Tell me about, tell me about how it feels for you when you're in dating scenarios. How do you feel when you're in feminine energy? How does it feel when you're in masculine energy? And how does it usually go for you? It's really interesting. I will notice that when I'm in my masculine energy, it will often be like when I go to meet somebody for a date, if I've had a really big day and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to continue. And I haven't created enough space for me to wind down. So I'll like finish my busy day, jump in the shower, do my makeup, go and I get there. And then it's like ordering a wine, bing, bing, bing. And then they're like talking and I'm just kind of like, yep, yep, yep. And then as they're talking, obviously I'm not saying yep, yep, yep. but uh I'm just getting flashbacks of a date where I was just kind of like so disengaged you know but um and then sometimes it can become almost like you become a little bit bored with them because they're not moving at such a faster pace as you and you're sitting there because this is you're in your masculine energy not just softening and allowing you are like okay well what are you presenting me next what's here and then if they don't rise up to that challenge that you've created in your mind with your energy then you're like okay well I'm doing this and I'm doing this and then it can almost become a challenge between the two to see if they'll rise up to the bar of where you're at where you start like telling them a plethora of all the things that you're doing and how great you are because it's almost like you're validating that to yourself because they're not giving it to you and so that's often what it's like. It becomes a challenge between these two dominant energies of who's taking the lead. And I think that's why men often are so confused these days because, you know, obviously, as I said earlier, we can never make feel insecure, but they don't know where their place is right now. When a strong woman comes in and it's like, well, I'm doing all these great things and I don't really need you. They're kind of like, well, why am I here? You know, like, why are we dating? <laughs> like, um, 100%. So I think allowing that space and then when I'm in my feminine energy it's more about listening to them 
and like hearing what they've got to say and just like acknowledging them for where they're at and really slowing down and coming from a place of like non-judgment and non um just yeah just observation just listening and just being there and enjoying the moment for like we are two people right now having an exchange I don't expect anything out of it but I'm enjoying this connection and it's more about like and feeling that human connection rather than trying to trump one up and be like well what are you going to present me what are you about what is your um hinge profile say with all the bullet points that you can offer What's your me? end game yeah 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 <laughs> um yeah so it's uh, it's really interesting. If you start to feel yourself in one of those challenging energies or you feel like, you know, obviously if the person's not for you, it doesn't really matter what energy you feel in, <laughs> you know, just try and enjoy yourself. And then, you know, but it's one of those things, I think, if it's too masculine energies, it will diminish pretty quickly. That's not sustainable. You have to learn to, again, like your yin and your yang flow, ebb and flow with each other. And then if it's too feminine energies, again, like if the woman's too feminine and the guy's too feminine, because there are a lot of feminine guys, and then also that will diminish. And then the other part of that is if you're too feminine, you know, so if the woman's too feminine and the guy's also quite a feminine guy, then that's also going to dissolve as well because then that's there's nobody, there's no strong foundation. They're both too wishy-washy and like easy go with the flow, so nothing will ever happen. So that's why you need both. And it's interesting, masculine women – as in you and me, I attract naturally more feminine guys because they gravitate towards our energy because it makes them, but then when it gets really close to it, they'll probably be quite scared of it because like it's fun to date and just be around that energy. But if it's like comes to getting in a relationship and diving in the deep end, often that's really challenging for them because it becomes a bit too much. It's a bit too confronting. When you're talking about like when the guy is like, well, what am I here for? It's so true. There is this combativeness in a masculine and masculine energy. And I know that when I've like had a day, like you said, where you're rushed and you quickly get in there and this and that, and then you sit down, I find whoever I'm talking to super annoying. Like it doesn't matter who they are. I am just, everything you have to say is so unnecessary and irrelevant to me at that moment because that's, I'm exhausted. That's exactly what I mean when I say I've been the masculine too long. I'm annoying. You're annoying. We're all annoying to me at that moment. So that's why if, if I'm, I'm about to go on a date and I'm in that like just irritated state, I will calm myself down before I dare have a glass of wine because then it's a whole different story. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and then that feeling of like, well, what am I here for? Um, it's it's so true. It's like you're you're not giving them a chance to even get an edge in because that what, how can I possibly impress you? The only way that someone can impress me in that moment is to shut the fuck up. Like that's all you just, just be there. Let me decompress. Like, and it's awful. I don't want, I wouldn't want to date someone like that. And so you're, that's really interesting that you say that it's just like, you just want them to shut the fuck up. And it's like, well, why do you want them to be there? And basically what it is, it's, it's like your ego and the masculine is just wanting to have somebody there to be like, well, you want to go on a date with me and you want the company, but you don't actually want the connection. You just want the ego validation of that person. Yeah. So yeah. I often encourage people to ask like, in moments where they're either buying something, sending an email to a loved one, if they're in like a bit of, you know, anger is also a really masculine energy. If you're like angry or an emotional state that's not loving or nurturing, ask yourself, is this my ego? Is this just my ego? Because then if you're operating from your ego, you're operating from a masculine state and then just move that and go, okay, like, well, what will this matter in five years? Probably not. And there's that yeah. saying, if it won't matter in five years, like don't spend more than five minutes thinking about it. 
A hundred percent. And I know it's never really about that. I'm scared someone's listening being like, oh, really, bitch? So <laughs> I should just sit, sit there and shut up. Okay. <laughs> it's not, that's not my real, that's not my real feeling. It's just because in that moment I'm, I'm masculine. How do I say like masculinatively exhausted? I'm, I'm, I'm exhausted of me being in that frame of mind. I very much usually want to spend time with that person. It's just that frame of mind that I'm in it's not to do with the, the quality of conversation or anything like that. And when I did, you know, set the date or whatever it might be, I did it because I wanted to, I just happened to show up in the wrong state, which is why I think it is so important to manage it before you get to that point where everyone needs to quote unquote, shut the fuck up because I've had a right, you know what I mean? Like no one wants to be around that person and it's not fair. It's not cool. It's not like, you're not, you're not that cool girl. If you're just a bitch, like that's not, that's not nice. Like just, you know, look after yourself. So you're being a nice person to be around. I think, um, I do know that you have to go soon, but I just wanted to quickly speak on. So we've spoken about the, how it feels in dating and what are some tips to, cause for me, again, it's all about, I want to make sure that I'm honoring who I am. I am this kind of person. I am a go-getter doesn't mean I need to assert myself in that moment. What are some tips that you've found for yourself that allows you to be the best version of yourself in a date that still honors who you are as a person and using masculine feminine energy? Of course. Um, I would say for me, it's about usually I would feel quite uncomfortable sitting at the table. If I got there first, Um, I'd have to go and get myself a wine and settle myself in, you know, or I'd be on my phone and just being okay with like, if I arrive on time or if I arrive five minutes early, I don't need to like be doing all these things and make myself look busy. I can just sit there and I can just like enjoy looking out wherever we are. I don't have to have a wine. I can wait for them. That patience of like, I'm honoring you by having a drink with you. So I'm going to wait for you when you, when they arrive, you know, not like just really enjoy like enjoying the moment of who they are getting up giving them a hug like I remember back in the day I would just like sit there with my wine already like and I was like hello take a seat <laughs> you know like it's like some fucking shark tank I'm the same I'm the same and it's like we're trying to prove what a bad bitch we are because we're like I am so busy on my phone right now I can't even like oh yeah I forgot you were even coming actually and it's not it's not necessary it's not cute I think it's also when we're so used to not <laughs> welcome to Shark Tank. Um, that's so good. <laughs> I think when we're so used to doing so many things, it's one of those, it, it's just becomes another thing on your to-do list. So it depends where you're prioritizing it on your list. And do you actually have the time and space in your schedule to not be on your phone, to actually be there? another thing, like putting your phone in your bag, like letting them talk, not being like, Often, and this used to be me a while ago, maybe a few years ago, I would feel the need to tell them what I was doing and prove that I had things going on. Um, This is when I lived in LA, in Hollywood, where everybody's a little bit like that. So um, I blame the city. Yeah, actually, it must be there. It's not me. But the more I learned to just allow and actually create space for them to talk and I would ask them questions and become actually generally curious about the person that I was sitting with, the more I began to enjoy myself when I was dating, the more I got from it, the more I was like, wow, no matter who you are, whether I want to see you again or you want to see me, like I'm genuinely interested in your human experience and your life and what you're about and what led you to sit at this table with me. And like you get this amazing, like, and then you just end up making fucking friends with everybody, you know? 
And yes. can we go on a date, please? That sounds amazing. <laughs> it's, yeah. And isn't it so much more? Isn't it so much more powerful instead of speaking with someone who's like, I've done this and I've done this and I've done that. When someone tries to get to know you, it feels so nice. You're going to remember that person so much more than the person that gave you their IMDb list for the last ten years that you never asked for. You know. Yeah, like I just on this movie what are you doing you know like can yours compete with my like and that's another thing you know do you really that comes from a place of insecurity because the people who are usually the most successful need to parade it for others so if you feel like you catch yourself parading a list of all the things that you're doing at the moment or how great you are or all the travels that you've been on which is great you can tell people and share those experiences it's amazing like you should never put those away and like you you know, you should, they should always be celebrated, but it is something that, you know, you have to know. From. Yeah. Where is this coming from? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that, all, that advice all applies in business as well, because when you're having, you know, conversations with clients or whatever it might be, you don't need to tell them why you're the best and you're the this and that and the other, just chill and get to know them and their business and their needs and like whatever service or industry you're in, it still applies. Like you don't need to come in so hot that you're just like trying to pretend that you're this like huge conglomerate pearl bar headquarters. You know what I mean? No, it's just me and a couple of girls. Like we're just doing our best. It's whatever. And I think people resonate with that more when you're being authentically yourself versus pretending to be this big show of a person that you don't actually feel. You can't connect with somebody who's not being themselves. It's impossible. You're ne- I'm never going to reach you where you are if you're not being yourself, in my opinion, of feminine energy it is very authentic it is very just I don't need to prove anything I don't need to to assert myself here or get my get my fingers in into it I don't need to be a part of this I can just sit back and let things happen naturally right mm-hmm. and I think that's so interesting as you were saying that how you know I'm not trying to pretend you're walking into this huge pearl bar headquarters it's me and a few women <laughs> I want to support your business more and I connect with you more because I want something that somebody has developed that's tried and true and they believe in it rather than some big flashy headquarters fancy you know with just heaps of financial backing and you know no real integrity which is what we've learned a lot which is sad about um, big businesses over the years. Yeah. Well, it's changing. I mean, 2020, it's not the same. And and I think this is that, that, you know, brings us to the feminine masculine energy. It's a very masculine energy to be this faceless brand with no, no values and no integrity. And I, that is, people don't care about that anymore. And that's why I think this topic is so significant and important in life, in business, in all of that, because people want to see more feminine energy now more than ever. So because it feels better for you when you're in when you should be in feminine energy and you are, I believe that it feels better and people want to see more of that anyways. So to wrap up, we've talked about the dating, like what you recommend being present and listening in business. You, and again, you've already spoken to a couple of the points of like, you know, get up and have a dance, do this and do that. What else can you recommend for people listening who notice that they, you know, slip into the masculine energy a little bit more? What can they do as well from your Ayurvedic background? Like what can they do to sort of step back and into the feminine energy um, easily, would you say? Love this question. Such a good question. Um, So in Ayurvedic medicine, we have three different types of energies that everybody's made up of. One is called Vata, which is air and space. It's a very light energy. You can kind of tell people who they might be a little bit like, woo, like quite easy, breezy people, very feminine. Pitta, which is uh, sort of it's a fire-based energy, so it's very like go, go, go. You and I are both pitta because I've done your chart. 
Um, and then kapha, which is an earth energy. It's a very grounded, solid. Um, and we have elements of all of these, all within us. But so for people in business, most of and the majority of people are generally pitta, which is a fire energy. People who are entrepreneurs in business, they want to get things done. They're always motivated. So there's certain things that you should and shouldn't eat to aggravate your system. So like, which is funny because they're all the things that I love because I know because I'm also a pitta as well as you. So like spicy foods, you're not supposed to have those because they get you more amped up that you need to be doing more things and basically aggravate your nervous system. Same with coffee. You should not have more than one um, cup of coffee a day because what happens is it helps you produce more cortisol. Same with high-intensity interval training classes. If you're going and doing those, they're amping you up even more, allowing you to release more cortisol, which is the stress hormone in the body. So then you come home, you're going for it on the emails, then you lie down to go to sleep and your body's like, well, why can't I go to sleep? Why have I now got insomnia? Fuck it. I'll get up and have another coffee and go to another class and do it all over again. So it's about eliminating things that are going to aggravate your nervous system so your body can start to naturally slow down so you can show up to work and be more present. It's also so spicy foods, coffee, alcohol is also a really aggravating one. Um, anything that causes heat and inflammation in the body is going to make you a little bit more masculine because it's going to give you more of that um, – aggravated masculine energy that you want to keep doing things where you need to probably just slow yourself down, have a nice little cup of tea, maybe have like a bowl of soup. Like even that probably annoys you by saying that you're like, I'm having a fucking bowl of soup. I, I, I'm, I'm pissed off. You're putting me in a bad mood. I'm like, no coffee, no big classes. <laughs> I don't like soup. <laughs> Well, like, you know, like have de- I've started drinking decaf coffee and it's a game changer, you know? So it's just these little things where we start to tweak or we say, I'm going to have these in small amounts. So then when you show up to work, you're a softer energy. You're not rearing to go because if your genetic makeup and Ayurvedic medicine is already rearing to go, you don't need these things to add to your body to ramp you up even more. You're just going to be pinging off to Mars. And like Elon's already doing that. <laughs> He's already on top of that bridge. You don't even know. <laughs> I feel like it reminds me of like an air conditioner. You know how sometimes if you put the temperature down too low, it's actually not cool anymore. You've just you're over you're over circulating the system and it can't do its job anyways. So in that sense, I like to think of it that way because I love coffee, I love heat classes, I love spicy food, I like things, I love to feel charged, but it's like it's you're not not having the charge, you already have the charge, you just don't need more of it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because some people don't even have the charge that we have on a normal basis with five cups of coffee. So then you're adding people that have the charge, more cups of coffee, and then all the other things. Plus we're adding in things like social media, stories, this constant stimulation. We're always available, emails, texts, calls, phones, you know, Instagram, Facebook. There's not one moment of the day when from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to bed where we are not on. And our nervous systems don't know how to cope. Like our, our bodies literally are like, oh my God, what is happening? And that's why everybody is like, I've got depression. I've got this. I've got that. You know, and it's become more of a thing now where people are talking about it openly on social media. But it's like, okay, we can talk about it until the cows come home. What are you actually doing in your day-to-day life that's contributing to this? Because yes, it can be a balance an imbalance of serotonin in the brain, but it's also things that we need to look in our physical and immediate environment. You know, like what are we eating? What are we drinking? Who are we surrounding ourselves with? You know, are we also surrounding ourselves with loving and nurturing people who support our growth as humans and support our business? 
Or are you in a bit of a competitive friend group where it's like you and me against each other and we're all doing the things, you know? Lucky if you and me don't have that. So evaluating where you're allowing yourself time and space and how you're setting yourself up. Like, are you setting yourself up for success or are you just in default mode doing all the things, eating all the things and just going all the places and just saying yes to everything all the time? Yeah, I hear you 100%. And I think as well, so basically like with the depression and the anxiety and all of this, that is when you haven't listened for a while. Usually, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's totally genetic and there's, you know, you need, you know, we're not giving advice on what you should and shouldn't do in that. But I think from this perspective, a lot of times, if there's a le- been a lead up for a couple of weeks, months, years of you just neglecting what your body is telling you, which is I want to chill out a little bit more. I want to rest a little bit more. I just want to like take it easy. That is where things can end up. And I think the cool concept, I love to remember this, is if you do things when it feels good, you get to enjoy the benefit of the activity. You get to, like, for example, I love massages. That's just my thing. If I let myself go for a massage every week or every other week, not only does it feel amazing and it makes my whole day, it means that I get to have a better quality of life for those next couple of weeks. Or I can neglect the massage because I shouldn't do that and blah, blah, blah. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of time. And then talk to me in three months when I'm at the osteo because I put my back out because I didn't listen. You know, it's so much more fun for everybody. Jump on it when you feel it. That's that's your body being like, hi, like, listen to me. May as well enjoy the massage. Go have the massage. Yeah. And, And encouraging your friends to go and do the things that make them feel good. You know? Yeah. Often we get so burnt out, our default to feeling good is just getting really wasted on the weekend and going out for drinks. But again, that's not helping your body in any way, shape or form. That's just a mental escapism from the hecticness that you've been experiencing all week with work or life or whatever it may be. So making sure that it's like, of course, enjoy alcohol if that's your thing, but like enjoy it in moderation. And I should take my own advice. <laughs> we all look. We all should. We all should. One hundred percent. And P.S. We aimed for thirty minutes. We're now at forty-eight. I knew this is ha- this would happen <laughs> for us. To, to, I know you have somewhere to be. So let me just wrap up with one more question. What on this topic is there anything else you'd like to leave with us, feminine and masculine energy, or anything you think we might have missed? Um, and then also tell us how we can hang out with you. Um, I know how I can, but how does everyone else find you? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think for those listening who are just like, am I in my masculine or my feminine, or I feel like I'm predominantly one or the other, it doesn't matter if you are one or the other now. The point is you're bringing your attention to it. You're listening to this podcast. You want to make a change. So you can take some of the nuggets mm-hmm. that you've heard and don't feel like, again, that you have to do all the things in terms of, like we've spoken about, you know, things that you might do on a date or things that you might do at home, like bars or cooking or this or that. Again, these are all just like little checklists. Take what resonates with you. And again, checklists are a masculine energy. So I want to talk a little bit about just really quickly, you know, morning routines are something that's really great to set you up for your day. Um, but and like that can include meditation, yoga, writing down like five things that you're grateful for. I know you do this too, Bridge, and journaling. And it was really interesting over lockdown that I had such an extensive morning routine to set me up for the day that it ended up becoming exhausting. I ended up being like, oh my God, I when I would wake up in the morning, the first thought was like, oh, I have to do that again. And so <laughs> 
I, I stopped. Not and life, like, not again. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't want to, you know, meditate for 20 minutes, journal for half an hour, do all the yeah, things. Yeah. Like, I just want to get up yeah. and enjoy my day. And that's what yeah. I encourage you to do. If you feel that you are doing things that no longer align with you, take a break. Be intuitive. Be intuitive about your eating. Be intuitive about your friendships. Be intuitive about your job. I mean, obviously, if, you know, to a certain extent because you have to pay your bills, you know, be intuitive about things in your life. If you feel like you want to do something, you want to be around people, then do it. If you don't, even if you've committed to it, have no trouble in canceling or like Bridge was talking about earlier, creating those boundaries because you're only really setting yourself up for failure within your own life. If your well-being is not- And everyone else. Absolutely. And so don't feel like just because you've committed yourself to something that you have to stick to it. That's just your ego saying, well, you have to do this now. And then you get into comparison mode and all that. Well, and am I worthy if I don't show up in this way? And we're always worthy. Or I get I get nitpicky. I get, I'm like, well, I did this. And then they just think, well, and it's like, no, that's, that means this is a no-fly zone. This means you're out of alignment. And so, yeah, just and- know how you're feeling, being really intuitive, and then, you know, just looking after your body, looking after your friends, and just showing up for yourself. And just asking yourself every day, like, when I first wake up, I always ask myself this question. I say, after I've meditated, I'm like, do I feel open or do I feel closed today? And then from there is where you can allow yourself to make adjustments because if you're feeling closed and you've got a lot of things to do, it doesn't really matter, you know. But if you're, actually, I need to be open because I'm seeing these people and I want to be open for any opportunities that may come. I maybe want to, like, bring in some new energy because if you keep going the way you're going in this default, it's only your life will just stay the same, you know. And that's the thing. We want to try and add in new energies and we want to create variation and diversity. So are you open or are you closed is always a really beautiful thing. I always like to ask myself first thing in the morning. I absolutely love it. And it's so true. If you want a different outcome, you have to try some new things. Um, Celine, this conversation has been like a warm bath. Um, I love everything that we've spoken about. And I'm so grateful for your expertise and like giving it to people so freely um, because this is really an important topic. I think that we all need to take it a little bit more seriously because it is serious. It's your health. It's your well-being. It's the impact you make on the world and to others. Um, and I really respect how mindful you are of this topic in your own personal life as a friend and then like your willingness to share it with us. Such a big thank you to Celine for being my first ever guest. Guys, I hope you had as much fun listening to this episode as we did recording it. Even just listening back now, editing and hearing the you know, nuggets of gold that Celine has is just incredible. And I hope that we can all learn to be a little bit more mindful of what our bodies are telling us um, and just really harnessing the power that is feminine energy. Uh, if you want to find Celine on Instagram, it's Celine underscore Wallace. Uh, in fact, Celine has an incredible supplements range, um, specifically based around ashwagandha, which is really, really helpful for all the things that we spoke about, that balancing the nervous system and just really helping to support your body. Um, so that's called Sut for Soul Supplements. So be sure to check that out. In the meantime, I'm so grateful as always for the support. I'm so happy to be here and sharing the wisdom that I have and that my friends have. And uh, if you haven't already, please follow me on Instagram, Think Big with Bridge. And if you think of someone who might benefit from this episode, maybe they're a little bit like Celine and I, 
little bit too rough around the edges sometimes with a feminine energy, uh, sorry, with a masculine energy, please share it. I would really appreciate that. Um, and if you have any thoughts or feelings about the episode or you wanted to share with me your favorite part, I would love for you to DM me at, um, on the Instagram account. So thank you so much for listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed it and I'll speak to you next week.